Hi, and welcome to Gallows Humor Podcast. I'm your host, J.J. Elliott. If you're new to this podcast, well, welcome. Uh, this is It's good to have you here. I hope that you tuned in because you heard good things about this podcast and not that you just lost the bet. If you're here last week and you are back again, then I have to assume you won that bet and you just enjoy torturing your friends. In any case, glad to have you here. If you noticed, uh, if you're here week before, I now have theme music for this podcast. You heard it, right? What do you think? What do you think? I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, And the music was composed and performed by Nick Burgess. Um, I think the vibe is perfectly creepy and yet still upbeat. Um, uh, uh, You check out the website, uh, Nick's website. It's at uh, nicholasburgess.com. Let me say it again. Nicholas Burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S, dot com, to hear more of his music. He has a new uh, album that he just released called the uh, All Night Midnight Monster Party. And you can find it on Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Music. I, I would encourage you guys to, to, to check it out. And I'm really happy about having uh, uh, theme music now uh, uh, for this. And, you know, I, I'm only helping to uh, uh, hope the production value of this show uh, improves. Uh, I still have my uh, uh, my engineer, Hank. Hank, what do you have to say? That's absolutely right. So, uh, so here we go. So, let me give you a quick recap about myself. And I, I, I probably I don't know if I have to keep doing this, but you, you never know who tunes in. I just kind of like to uh, talk a little bit about this. Um, but uh, just a quick recap about myself. Uh, I'm JJ Elliott. I'm an author and a writer. What's the difference? I don't know. Who who writes? His truth in his in his fiction stories. He spins tales of horrors, uh, science fiction mysteries, and all from the eyes of a characters you can relate to. I think that's really important. Uh, writing to me is about people, not about things. Anyway, uh, he shares his his home with his only companion, the world's smartest cat, Artie. And you will hear Artie coming in and out of the studio um, because he'll, he's got the run of the place and he does what he wants. Um, but J.J. Elliott is also the alter ego of Jim Elliott. And uh, while um, I see the glasses half full, Jim will only see it as half empty, but he's also probably sure that someone poisoned it as well. Uh, but anyway, we, ter- we take turns writing, uh, talking, writing, take turns about talking about <laughs> the books that J.J. writes. And, uh, and you're saying, well, why do you keep talking yourself in the third person? Because um, um, J.J. is a little bit more upbeat and Jim is kind of a downer. So every once in a while, he'll, he'll jump in. And uh, he'll he'll add uh, detail to the stories that nobody really wants to hear, but it, but I need them, right? So anyway, so don't uh, uh, don't worry, it's not that complicated. Just sit back, I'll do the heavy lifting. If you want to share your opinion about the show, you can contact me through Facebook at JJ Elliot Author. That's one word. Uh, similarly, I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the, under the same name JJ Elliot Author. And surprisingly, I have an email address. Guess what it is? That's right, JJ Elliot Author at gmail.com. Also, uh, my books, uh, uh, The Rats of Heaven, uh, Gallows Humor, uh, Rush, and uh, the latest book that came out uh, earlier this year, late last year, early, late last year, um, Return of the Tiger Man, are all available uh, through Amazon. And you can find them either by their titles or just uh, open up um, in your search on Amazon, JJ, JJ Elliott, and you should be able to find me there. Uh, so what, what we do here, it's really funny because when we started this podcast, the, um, every, uh, organization, you know, Spotify, 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all the other ones, uh, um, iHeartRadio, they always say, hey, you got to tell us what you do in your podcast. And so I have to say, well, w- what we do is that uh, we, you know, we take one of my stories uh, and we analyze the literary value of, of where the ideas come from and, and the themes that run in that story. And that's what we tell people what we do. But what we actually do is we start talking about the story a little bit. And then for some reason, and usually because it's it's in my head, um, I would just uh, diverge to start talking about stories, things that uh, uh, that I want to talk about, because what the hell, it's my it's my podcast, I can do what I want. Anyway, so uh, what we're, we're talking about uh, this week is uh, we're still reviewing uh, stories from my book, Gallows Humor, um, which is just, it's a collection of short stories to represent different holidays. And uh, this week we're going to talk about um, the story Leap of Faith, and that's the... Uh, Leap Year Day story. So uh, I thought uh, that would, it's, a, it's a good uh, good transition we're going to do. Uh, one of the things that I want to do this time that's a little different than I've done before is I, I might try to read a little um, excerpt uh, from, from the story, and then we can go on a little bit about it. So one of the things that I've been trying to do is um, turn Gallo's humor into an audiobook. And there's a couple of ways to do this. And one, uh, uh, the easiest way, is to just hire a, a voice actor, and they will read the story uh, that you want. And you can, and you can uh, interview the the actors that you want. You know, the, if you want a, a male voice or a female voice, or you want someone who, who's got the nice, um, you know, James Earl Jones uh, baritone, or, uh, 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 or 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 some other type, uh, other tone that you want. And because these are uh, short stories, and they all have kind of different different tones, we can um, change, change, I can always change up the, the, the actors, but I thought I would, um, mainly because I don't have a whole lot of uh, budget here to work on, is that I would try to do it myself, and so I, I, started, I started to try to, to uh, read the stories myself, I said, how hard can it be? I wrote the damn thing, I should be able to just read it, and what it turns out is I start reading, <clears throat> um, there's a lot of uh, uh, ums, and pauses and ooh, I kind of like that. Um, and so I, it, I got easily distracted from reading it. So I'm still trying to do this. It's just it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It's a lot more time consuming than I thought because uh, while I can do this podcast and it doesn't really matter if there's a, a cat that walks in and out or uh, you know if all of a sudden the tanks start rolling down the street. That's just um, you know that's just background noise and, and nobody really cares. But you do an audiobook, it has to be has to be right and the words have to come out in a uh, has to make sense. So uh, why so uh, why you can't just have um, uh, for example my book um, the Rats of Heaven is uh, is through Kindle and you can't have uh, Alexa read read the story. But she just is a monotone. She doesn't read, doesn't uh, put much emphasis on on, on the book itself. But um, but for me, you know, I have to uh, I have to do this, and I got to do this. Uh, I got to do this work. I, I have to be able to read this uh, without stumbling over the pages or the words as, as I write wrote, write it or read it. See how I did that? Uh, so let me just try this first. So this is the uh, story uh, Leap of Faith, and I'm going to try to read the first uh, page or so, and we'll see how well this goes. All right. So this is from Leap of Faith. Sam had trouble sleeping. So he got up early to get ready for school and to prepare for his impending death. The water, warm, warmer than usual, 
rained down on him and felt good coursing down his body. Sam had cataloged hot showers as number 22 of the 27 things he would miss most after he died. He dried himself and used a corner of the towel to wipe the condensation from the mirror. Dark brown eyes embedded in a baby face stared back at him. He pulled his face close, trying to peer into the blackness beyond the pupil, half expecting to see a grinning specter beckoning to him. The mirror steamed up again and he pulled his face away. Sam saw nothing special, just a scrawny 14-year-old kid staring blankly back. On the day you die, shouldn't, you, shouldn't your senses be sharper? He should have awakening, awakened with brimming with enlightenment, imbued with special insight about life and the human condition that he could pass on, but nothing came to mind. He dressed in his favorite pair of jeans, running shoes, and a button-down off-white cotton shirt. Breakfast was so ordinary, hot oatmeal and a glass of milk. He tried to focus on the taste of each spoonful, hoping to heighten his sense of smell and taste. But oatmeal was, well, oatmeal. Sam quickly licked through his backpack. He had his homework in his binder, his calculator, some extra batteries, two textbooks, a dog-eared cop copy of a Dungeons & Dragons Advanced Dungeon Master's Guide, his old laptop, a charger for his phone, and two mechanical pencils. And that's the start of the story, right? Uh, and as you saw that, uh, even though I, I, I wrote this, I still have trouble getting through it because um, reading is, is, is difficult. What I did get is a, uh, a teleprompter program that I uh, set up so that it will um, bring the words at a, at, at a rate. I think I kind of read at a rate about 21 words a minute or 22 words a minute. Uh, so it flows it flows and it's not too fast or too slow. And I can put the proper emphasis where I need it. Anyway, that's, that's the goal eventually is to put this on, uh, uh, on an audio book. And this way it should be available to, uh, uh, to more, more people. I am trying to broaden my audience. And while people will buy books, you know, people, more people prefer to hear them, hear them in the car. You know, I don't, I don't blame them. I, I do too. I, I I've gone through, uh, most of TV, Stephen King stories uh, uh, in audiobook format. It's it's easy that way. When I, you know, in in in, in uh, Jim's real life, when he had a job, um, uh, excuse me, a paying job, he um, he listened to uh, to audiobooks all the time. But anyway, so back to the story. So leap of faith uh, in the story. The protagonist is Sam, uh, as as you heard, and he's a high school sophomore who's convinced that he knows that on leap year day he is going to die. And in the story, tells you all the reasons of, of, of why he believes this to be so. But in any case, Sam had a near-death event uh, and where his best friend, Polly, had pulled him away from being hit by a car. And Sam keeps obsessing about that moment and is convinced he was meant to die. And, uh, and that evening, uh, and that evening, the score will happen on Leap Your Day. Because that's the day we use to kind of even out the times and season. It just makes perfect sense to Sam. Uh, so, uh, so who's Polly? Well, Sam and Polly are nerdy best friends, where Sam is the introspective one. Uh, Polly is the gregarious extrovert. Uh, and through a series of circumstances, Sam has to perform a death-defying jump from a rooftop on the top of a 12-story building. And that's a setup for the story and, and, and uh, of what happens to it. And it's, it's, it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, I kind of wrote this. Uh, a while back, and, and if someone thinks that, oh, you know, hey, didn't um, 
was there a movie based on uh, you know someone who thinks he knows when he's supposed to die, and uh, and and death kind of comes from all that? Yeah, there was. I think it was um, uh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, they made a whole bunch of them. Um, but I can tell you that I actually wrote the story before that movie came out about twenty something years ago uh, when I when I wrote the story, and it, it came about um, a couple ways. I kind of like the idea of something. Uh, of a simple task of having to, to do, which is a uh, uh, say a, a, a running uh, a running uh, long jump, right? And I don't know how far you could do a long jump, but in high school, I don't know, maybe ten feet, twelve feet, it's not that maybe not that far. But what happens if you have to do it on top of a twelve-story building? And now, so the same jump that you would you could do on the concrete, you know, on the asphalt or on a, on a track, now it takes on extra danger because you got to do it 12 stories up and so that was the idea of, of how uh, how I, I got I got to that um, of making this jump I thought that was kind of a, a, a cool idea of, of have, having to do this and then after that you kind of have to pick who your characters are going to be well because instead of a stupid thing to do it just made sense that it would be done by high school boys and so um, this now became kind of a fun thing because uh, the two boys are taken from the experience of Jim and his uh, best friend in high school, Greg. And I won't mention Greg's last name because uh, I, I don't really have his permission to, to talk about him. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get around to that. Um, anyway, so so Jim and Greg, they, they met in high school and, uh, and uh, 50 years ago, probably. And they are still friends to this day. Although Paulie was based on Greg uh, in that he was uh, uh, short in stature uh, and, and he was uh, known for his outrageous teasing and effervescent personality, Paulie's home life was based on Jim's. And while Sam's introverted style was closer to, to, to Jim's behavior, his loyalty to his friend was definitely pulled uh, from Greg's behaviors. Uh, and the difference I made, uh, the biggest difference I made here was that I had Polly and, and Sam friends uh, since uh, elementary school. And um, for, for Jim and Greg, they actually uh, met in high school. As I, as I mentioned, uh, they, they, so they actually met uh, uh, in, um, in chemistry. And it was uh, second semester. So after the first semester, the teacher wanted to move some things around a bit. And he took Jim, who sat in the back, and moved him close to the front. And he sat him purposely next to Greg, hoping, this believe it or not, this is what he wanted. And so he was kind of hoping that uh, that uh, Jim would be a quiet, respectful influence uh, on, on Greg. And didn't quite have the effect that he was looking for. In fact, uh, if anything, it was, it was ill around. Jim found Greg's quick wit and his easygoing manner uh, appealing and refreshing. And he, and he, found, he thought the guy was funny and smart. And so in, in really no time at all, uh, instead of having one smart-ass kid in class, he now had two. And uh, Jim and Greg just complimented each other really fast, really well. They would shoot out jokes and stuff, boom, 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 uh, one after the other. And um, uh, they made chemistry fun. And they also end up having classes later. I think uh, they took uh, physics together, too, uh, enough that... Uh, uh, I don't know if everybody retired or lost their hair, but um, you know they they were a, a great a great team. 
uh, and pair that way. Um, but, uh, you know, Jim was kind of uh, leery of, of Greg's intentions at first. You know, uh, they really had nothing in common, really. And uh, and yet Greg seemed to accept Jim as his friend with with no uh, conditions whatsoever. So, um, but Jim's dad had a strict no friends policy. You know, he always said he didn't send you to school to make friends. He sent you to learn and for nothing else. And he didn't like the idea of you hanging out with people. Uh, he, he always said these so-called friends of yours are only one to tear you down and ruin your life. And uh, they're up to no good. Uh, he didn't like you dating because, you know, girls only wanted one thing and that was for you to get them pregnant so they could, you know, marry you and, and, and you have to take care of a family. And, you know, that, it, again, they would just tear you down. That was it. And, and, and his dad, Jim's dad, always touted as a badge of honor that he, that he himself had no friends and he never needed any, um, which just isn't exactly true uh, about his dad. His dad did have some friends, although, and, and every once in a while he, he did have to call them. But he, for the most part, he was a very standoffish um, uh, man, and, and he, he wasn't the easiest guy to get along with. Anyway, so there's an incident in this story uh, where Sam witnesses uh, Paulie's dad slapping his friend around. Um, and, 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 and for, uh, um, for me, that, that, actually, uh, that actually happened. Uh, that was an event, and um, it happened, and Greg was the one who, who, who witnessed it. And I remember Jim thought for sure that, 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 I think it happened on a Friday night or something like that, that for sure on Monday, you know, Greg would just be telling everybody about, you know, um, what an ass Jim's dad was and, you know, and, 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 and you know, how Jim just got slapped around. And that would just be the end of their friendship, you know, and um, on that, uh, on that Monday, Jim did his best to avoid uh, seeing Greg or, you know, to, to avoid him. But, but Greg didn't. He, he actually, um, he sought him out. And Greg only asked really two things of him. One was, are, um, are you okay? You know, and the second was, so what are you doing this weekend? And even after all that, uh, Jim was like, I, dude, you're going to get me killed. And, and Greg was, well, you know, there's dead and there's dead. But anyway, um, so Jim and, and Greg, they stayed friends uh, uh, through high school, through college. And for a time after college, they were roommates until uh, Greg got married. But I picked that high school period because it was, um, it, it, it was an important time for Jim because after meeting Greg, he, he had decided that um, that living his life and experiencing the things he wanted to experience was worth it. And he knew that he would suffer the consequences if he was, um, if, if he had disobeyed his father and his, and his dad really had one, one rule, obey me. And he only had one punishment, which was, you know, they beat the crap out of you. Um, so, if he did what he wanted to do, he'd be openly defying his father, and there would be consequences to pay, which is a you know physical physical punishment. Um, but during that time of uh, of um, 
high school, uh, in his junior year, senior year, and, and maybe the first two years, he went to a, a gym and uh, uh, went to a junior college before he went off to school. He um, he was going to defy his 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 father and do what he wanted to do, and Greg was the best uh, his best opportunity that. And after Jim left for college, he never he never moved back home. That was it. Um, but there's one thing about Greg that that uh, uh, I wanted to say about him, and that is um, he is the only close friend who actually um, bought uh, JJ's books. And not only that, he he's he's read them because he commented on it. And in fact, when he read uh, Gallo's humor. Uh, and this story in particular, he, he called up, uh, he calls up Jim and he says, ah, you fucker, this is about us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And he laughed because, uh, he actually recognized some of the, uh, scenes in this book. And I won't tell you everything, whether the things that happen here, which ones are true and which ones are, um, JJ's inventions, but I could tell you that the intent and, uh, the dialogue and a lot of it were, um, the way you know, high school boys uh, spoke to each other uh, on that. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was my, uh, uh, along with coming to the story, it, it was sort of a, I don't know, a tribute to my friend. And, and uh, uh, I'm glad he recognized himself right away in the story on that. Although, although like I said, um, you know, he, he is the poly in the story, but um, the, the, his, the family life was definitely mine. But the attitude uh, uh, that Paulie has is the same one Greg has, and uh, he, he's he's just he's it's it's uh, the guy's uh, he, he, you know he's 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 an amazing man. Um, but you know uh, anyway, so he actually like I said read these books. Uh, he he bought my books and he read them. And I can't really say that any other friend or family member I know, any close family member or friends I know, have actually bought my books and read them. Some bought them. Um, but have you read them? Uh, no. And some, I gave them to him, you know, here you go. You don't have to, I give you these books and, and, and every once in a while, did you read it? Uh, I've been meaning to, can't you make an audio book of it? See how we got back to an audio book. Um, but anyway, he actually, I think he listens to this podcast. And if he is, I will remind him of this, that his inside basketball game is weak. If he ever tries to drive the lane, I always walk that ball away, Gimli. You hear me? Keep that out of my house. Anyway, so uh, uh, that's that. Um, but uh, I would also, um, I don't want to make this strictly about, about uh, my friendship with Greg. And there are stories that I could go into, um, but, um, you know, someday he may want to uh, uh, run for political office. So I, I can't go through all those stories. But I can tell you that we had uh, many adventures together, uh, road trips. Uh, to San Francisco for one. I remember that one because he kicked out my window uh, in the car uh, on that one. Uh, we had um, houseboat trips uh, uh, outside of Vegas to uh, Lake Mead. Um, we used to play basketball with friends every, uh, God, I think it was every Saturday morning or Sunday morning. It was like some ungodly hour. But back then, you know, you could just play basketball in time. And that was a big thing. We played basketball all the time, every week. Uh, although Greg was, um, was still is, um, shorter than most people. He, you know, he does have a, a, a good, uh, pretty good shot and he is, God, I hate to say this. I hate to say it, but he is a fraction of an 
half a second faster than me, and so sometimes he can get around me. But for the most part, you know, uh, I just swat his, his 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 shots away. But uh, but I have a lot of other friends, and I, I don't want to just talk about Greg. You know, though he was the the the, the uh, idea for for Paulie and his story. Um, I kind of want to talk about some of the other friends I have because um, uh, the last few years have been kind of uh, kind of rough uh, for Jim. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention these guys who, um, actually kept Jim alive these last few years. And believe me, it wasn't easy. And when I say they kept them alive, you know, they, um, that's no, no joke. Um, there's my buddy Delton and I, I'll speak more to him later because there's another story in here that, uh, uh, that Delton helped inspired, uh, he's a, he's a, a really good friend of mine. He, he passed away last year. But I'll talk more about him later. But there's also Josie. Um, and Josie, uh, 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 she's awesome. She will call me once in a while, hey, just to grab a beer. And for some reason, it's just, okay, we'll just have a, a beer or two beers. And then before I know it, you know, I'm singing karaoke in some dive bar. Um, and it usually was, it, this usually occurred on a, on a, on a weeknight. Like, hey, Wednesday, or, you know, Thursday, she said, hey, let's go get a beer. Hey, we have to work the next day. She said, I don't just want to be, you know, only be a couple, only be a couple. And like I said, before you know it, then, uh, uh, you know, here it is at midnight or 1 a.m. And I'm in a bowling alley someplace. Um, a, a, but she was a lot of fun that way. Uh, of course, there's um, a, a two of my um, um, older friends, not oldest, but the older friends, uh, Malcolm and uh, Maureen. And um, they and they don't live anywhere near me. So I'm down here in the... San Diego, Malcolm lives up in uh, Oregon and Marine up in the uh, Bay Area someplace. Um, but these people will just will just check on Jim uh, from time to time just to see how he's just to see how he's doing. And I didn't they had to be long. Hey, what are you up to? And they would tell me a little bit about the stuff that they were doing, and Jim would answer back. And you know, sometimes that's uh, that is sometimes that's all all it took to to make someone's day. I'm going to remind people of this. If you have some friends you haven't spoke to in a while, you should just give them a call. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I, I kind of like about uh, Facebook. There are other things I don't like about Facebook. One of the things I like about Facebook is I can keep track of some friends, a lot of them from uh, high school who I haven't seen in, 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 in decades. Um, and sometimes it's the only way we can get keep in touch, uh, in touch with each other. And some live, you know, far away and, um, Sometimes that's that's the only way that uh, uh, you know Jim, who uh, lives alone, uh, is sometimes his only approach to the real world uh, out there. But he's got two other friends, and I, I was talking to them earlier, uh, and they didn't want their real names, their real names mentioned because, you know, uh, I have to ask them exactly why. But anyway, so I'm just going to refer to them as um, uh, Remy and Marie. Um, and these guys are the ones that uh, make sure Jim gets out of the house on a weekly basis. Uh, we go to trivia competitions on Wednesday nights, and actually we, we do uh, pretty well. Uh, the name of our team is the Fainting Goats. Not the Screaming Goats, Hank, the Fainting Goats, all right? And, uh, and, and we, we've, we've, we've done pretty good, you know, and, and actually I have to say that uh, – uh, one thing about being an old guy is that I have a wealth of useless knowledge. Uh, the things that really stump us is um, 
I think uh, modern modern music and any, any music came out after the year 2010. Ooh, stumps us. Uh, but we also play, uh, you know, Remy and Marie, they invite me over to uh, play board games with them. And, you know, we are, uh, we play uh, Catan a lot. Um, I still haven't figured out exactly how they cheat at this game, but uh, it's the only way that they have won as often as they do. Uh, we play other ones too. There's a uh, uh, Pandemic and there's a uh, uh, Betrayal. Uh, uh, we play different versions of Flux, Exploding Kittens and all, all these other games. And, uh, and we're going to have a show uh, where we're going to talk about some of these games that we played, and I'll try to have um, either Remy or Marie on, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do this. And they also let me um, play with their kid. They had a they had a they had a baby recently, um, I guess within the last uh, well, like 14, 15 months ago, um, and they let me babysit this 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 this, this little girl, and she is just an adorable little kid. And, and um, it's really funny because, uh, you know, they go, well, you know, you, you didn't kill your other kids, which is true. Um, although I did have to mention that, you know, I, I dropped them every once in a while, but I, I did sure hop one of them. So, you know, it was OK. And my daughter only end up in the, uh, uh, you know, in um, uh, urgent care twice. And and that was one because uh, I was. Um, uh, swinging around by her arms, just kind of flying, by the way, don't do that to little kids because you can dislocate their elbows. Um, and so we had to go do urgent care for that. Uh, and then the very next week, um, I was playing with her on the bed and I jumped in the bed and bounced the kid right off. And, um, and she hit the, uh, uh nightstand and, uh, uh, blood squirted from her forehead. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, uh and another incident, but other than those incidents, and maybe a fourth, I didn't damage the kid. Uh, you know, she too too terribly bad. But they let me babysit anyway. So Remy and Marie let me babysit their kid, and um, which is a uh, uh, for me. I'm uh, yeah, that's that's a great thing. Um, and it's funny because Jim, you know, he will tell you that he. Um, you know that uh, life has probably kicked him in the head more than on more than one occasion. But if he's if he's honest with himself, he'll tell you this: that he's been lucky in one aspect of his life, and that is that he's met some really amazing people who know him and yet still stay in his life as friends um, through all his ups and downs. And uh, and he has some crazy crazy ups and some really devastating downs. Um, on that, and they still stayed um, friends with him, and and sometimes they, they even they even took his side on on, on things, and uh, on that. Anyway, so he 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 is um, he's grateful to to, to know. Uh, no such uh, terrific people, and he does want them to know that uh, you know, he loves them all dearly. Um, and there are other friends I have too, by the way. Uh, these guys are just the ones who are super special. And in the last few years, they, they, you know, they, they kept, kept this boy alive. Um, but Jim's got a lot of other friends uh, as well. Uh, uh, you know, um, so, some Star Trek fans. Uh, there's one recently, um, 
Seder is his name. I was over at his house. We were watching uh, um, Star Trek movies uh, the other day. I, I promised to come back again. We're going to do that again sometime. Um, but that's just the um, that's just the, the 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 thought that you know you have some people in your life, and um, the ones that, that that linger for some reason you got to hang on to. And like I said, these guys, you know, um, Greg and Malcolm, Maureen, you know, Remy, um, Marie, they, they've seen Jim in his absolute worst. And still, uh, Josie too, actually. And they still give him a call. They still seem to like the guy. And, you know, there's not a lot to be said about that. Uh, but I want to tell you something else about the uh, Sam and Polly. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed that story. If you get around to reading it, it is a good one. Uh, the camaraderie between these two guys are is, um, is pretty much amazing. But I want you to know that that the, their story isn't done yet, and um, uh, and currently um, I'm writing another story about the two that will be included in the second volume of, of Gallows Humor. Um, called Gallows Humor, Tales from the Bar. And um, so it's kind of fun to talk about them uh, in, in order for me to uh, talk about this podcast and for, you know, writing a, uh, about them. I kind of had to re- re- rewrite this or rewrite, reread the story again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who these guys are. Because, you know, for JJ, he's got to get back in the mindset uh, of, of these characters as he as he writes it. Because, um, he tends to write it from uh, Sam's Sam's voice, just because um, Polly is so um, so out there that uh, it, it's it's hard to to get a grasp of of his thoughts that would make a um, uh, to to give the story uh, I guess a, a serious vein to it uh, on it. And I thought about doing it. I actually, I uh, the the story that I'm I'm working on now, and I don't really have a, a working title for it. Uh, crap! I don't have a working title for it. Um, but um, uh, but I started to write this one, and I got through I don't know, uh, eight, uh, four or five pages. So it's about five hundred words a page. So it's about uh, you know four or five hundred words into this thing, or two hundred fifty words into this thing here. And the story wasn't working. Absolutely wasn't working. Damn it. You know, and I hate when that happens. Because uh, JJ would get an idea. Oh, uh, you know, I'll just tell it from Paulie's point of view. It'd be great. Because, you know, Paulie has, uh, although he's uh, uh, he's got the, I think, the better, uh, the more dramatic uh, backstory as far as his, uh, his family life is, it, it goes. Sam's family life is, is pretty pretty normal, right? Uh, um he has he's a, a part of a nuclear family uh and you know he's got a a mom and a dad who seem to be very caring and and um, uh, and welcoming people and so it's a great life to live it's not always the best way to you know to, to talk about it because uh you know it doesn't really add for a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of drama although which is why i made sam more introspective and a little bit more uh, a little more anxious i guess uh, uh because this way it could add some um, uh, uh, some uh, drama to it, but I try to tell it from Paulie's. But but Paulie's, you know, although his life is his his family life is kind of uh, it's kind of fucked up. He he has um, a really positive viewpoint, and so 
Uh, and he would see humor in, in everything. So some situations that would be, you know, you want to make dramatic would end up being kind of uh, kind of funny. And I and I have to think about that. You know, maybe uh, at least it wasn't working for me uh, to write it that way because uh, one is that the uh, in in Jim's mind, Paulie's Paulie's uh, thoughts would be would be very divergent. It'd be kind of a, a lot like this podcast where you're going to start talking about one thing and go off to something else. Uh, so uh, I wanted to keep it focused. So I I I, uh, I I put those aside and redid the story, but this time from Sam's point of view, and it seems to be working a, a lot better. Like I said, I'm about halfway through uh, this story. Halfway through, uh, maybe a little more than that. I'm about uh, almost six thousand words into it. So, um, and, and that's how, by the way, I, how I count my uh, um, stories. I, I, I used to do it by pages, but you know, um, uh, there's a page on, on Word because it's you know I write in uh, um, uh, uh, Calibri uh, font size eleven. Um, and, and it's just it's easy for me to, to, to see it that way. But when you actually put it, when you print it out, it's it's different pages. Uh, to, you know, um, the pages aren't equal as you start to scale it down to a paperback size. And so I do it by I, I count by uh, number of, of words, and that's how I can tell whether I got the right length that I need for a, for a book uh, story. So um, I try to shoot for about uh, you know. Uh, uh, it's got to be at least five thousand words uh, uh, for shorts for a good short story, uh, and if you go beyond, um, you know, twenty thousand, twenty thousand, then then you almost got a, a, a novella on your on your case there, you know, on your hands there. So try to keep it at that. Uh, twelve thousand is probably uh, on a little on the long twelve or fifteen thousand is probably a good good length, a really good length to tell the stories. I mean, to tell a, a good strong uh short story um so, anyway, so like i said about six thousand words it's probably turned to be maybe uh, maybe eight or nine maybe it'll be ten thousand words um on it but uh anyway uh, there's a second part for um uh for sam and Polly, and it's gonna be kind of cool because um two things that happened to him one um uh, you know Polly uh meets a girl and the second part is um, there's a haunted house involved, and uh, um, and there's going to be a tie-in between this haunted house and the the book, the novel I'm doing, uh, the Shadows of a Ghost, which is a haunted house story, uh, where the two kind of tie together. Um, I kind of like having this shared world, uh, so it'll be a little taste of, of a haunted house. I don't know if this will be the haunted house, but just that um, there is a haunted house, and for and for. Um, all intents and purposes, everything I put in, in these stories uh, take place in what I, what I call fictional Long Beach, California. And I picked Long Beach because that's where um, that's where I grew up. Although I was born in San Francisco, and um, you know, spent uh, the first 10, 10 years there more or less. Um, I don't think I I considered myself growing up until we moved to Long Beach. That's when things happen, and. Uh, for me, that's when you know I, I started. I met you know uh, people who were going to be friends for life. Uh, that's where I went to high school. Um, uh, you know, my close friends still. My parents are still alive, uh, believe it or not. You know, um, um, and they still live in Long Beach. Um, my, so, and and and, and Grace, he still lives up there. 
Uh, so, so, so I still have a big tie to Long Beach, and I call it fictional Long Beach because it's not Long Beach as it is looks uh, today in, in, in the year 2023. It's Long Beach as it kind of sort of looked in, say, 1975. Um, in that, uh, what I liked about that, that part of Long Beach at the time was uh, the, the downtown area uh, was... Um, a uh, mixture of, um, of uh, some uh, some large stores, you know, like your, your Sears and your Pennies and your Woolworths. Uh, uh, but they also had a lot of uh, mom and pop shops there too. Long Beach was filled with it on, on Pine Avenue. Uh, the local newspaper, uh, the Independent Press Telegram, was on the corner of Pine. Across the, uh, across the street on 6th Street, I think, was a Thrifty's Drugstore where you can buy ice cream for a nickel. Uh, on Pine Avenue also was the um, uh, one of Jim's favorite places, uh, which was Book Barn. Um, uh, and and um, further down, uh, uh, as you go deeper into downtown, as you got closer to the beach, that's kind of when the neighborhood changed a little bit there. And uh, uh, on Ocean Boulevard, there used to be uh, these rows and rows of uh, of uh, you know dive bars and tattoo parlors and uh, um, uh, adult stores and X-rated movie theaters. Uh, uh, it was sort of a very sleazy part uh, of town, and uh, City Hall was there. Uh, boy, City Hall was down. Uh, was that on Ocean? Well, it was somewhere in that area, and uh, the courthouse was over that area as well. Some parts of it, and that's kind of where I put the uh, 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 the bar Gallows Humor is in that sort of fun- fictional part of, of town. And in this book here, the story of um, where they have to make this leap, or where, uh, where Greg or Sam has to make this leap, but this building, uh, the Edison Building, which is also part of uh, downtown, was in that um, in that in that sort of uh, neighborhood there. So uh, it, it's sort of a fictional, like I said, it's a fictionalized version of uh, of Long Beach. I think I put um, uh, uh, Sam and and Paulie living on the west side. Uh, uh, which is, if you knew Long Beach, there's the L.A. River that sort of divides the west side of Long Beach from the uh, from the rest of Long Beach. And um, uh, Jim grew up on the west side, although Greg didn't. But in this case, I, I think I put uh, both Paul and Sammy on the west side because, uh, um, well, you know, west side is the best side, as we used to say. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, so I, I, I put it there purposely. I didn't really state where this haunted house was, uh, and, and uh, I kind of put it kind of close. So what, there is a uh, the high school we went to, Long Beach Poly High School, um, is on Atlantic and Sixteenth. I sort of put it sort of in that neighborhood, this haunted house, um, but it, you know it, it's uh, it is fictionalized, so the, the you know the the distance is a little little different um, in any case. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's kind of what the, what's what's going on for the next uh, the next uh, you know just to let you know there is another story for Sam and Polly coming out. Um, like I said, you know, Polly gets a girl, and they find a haunted house. Uh, anyway, so that's really uh, what I got right now um, going. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this podcast, and hopefully it's a lot clearer now to hear me than it was before. So, like I said, this is a one man operation. I haven't quite got all the. Uh, uh, things worked out of it, but I think I'm getting better at this. Um, I talked to my daughter and she's going to help me find, uh, Nick, 
uh, to uh, get the intro music. And what I understand now, he's actually working on outro music. And that's how, but I don't really have it at this time. So maybe next week, episode five, we're going to have music that starts this and music that ends this. And uh, this is going to sound like a world-class operation here. Um, But uh, so that's, I think, about all I I really got today to to talk about. Um, uh, You know, guys, cherish your friends. Anyway, so... Let me just uh, remind everybody that uh, these books are available on Amazon. Uh, You know, please uh, check it out. And again, you can contact me uh, through JJ Elliott Author on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or by uh, my Gmail account, jjelliottauthor at gmail.com. And let me know what you think. Uh, If there's anything, episodes you want me to talk about, is there anything about uh, the, the stories you want me to talk about more uh, on that um, I'd be happy to and then like I said I'm gonna have some uh, some friends over maybe I'll actually have uh, both uh, uh, Remy and Marie over to talk about uh, board games and how well they cheat at it um, and you know I, I oh there's also, uh, there's another guy um, uh, the uh, artist who does who did the cover for um, Gallows Humor and did the cover for the uh, Rats of Heaven. And he's an artist for both Rush and uh, Return of the Tiger Man, which are graphic novels. The guy is absolutely fantastic. God's Moses. Um, I know he listens to this podcast, and I want to make sure I give a, um, a call to him because uh, Gauz is a um, he's a fantastic human being. And uh, we kind of collaborate on on stories, uh, at least the comic book stories we do, you know, the, uh, um, the home front. You know, on that, and uh, I've been promising that I'll get the second issue of of uh, Rush out um, sometime this year, uh, so that we could so we could start the hard work on that, and then the second part to uh, the home front story, which would be uh, coming up as well. But I just want to mention God because uh, uh, you know he's um, he's a, a terrific guy, um, a hell of an artist, and. Um, He's been a very good friend of mine as well. Uh, these guys who've, who've, who've known Jim through his um, his really bad bouts of uh, anxiety and depression, you know, they they, they, um, they encourage him to, to keep keep going, um, find the way to, to to get up and write. And sometimes it was their encouragement, especially Gauze. You know, I was supposed to um, I had finished. Um, uh, Return of the Tiger Man in, in June of last year, right? Uh, and the artwork is done. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd give me the artwork. All I had to do was uh, complete the editing um, and put the book together. And um, couldn't do it. You know, Jim, Jim couldn't do it. He couldn't find the will to um, to do the last few steps. And, uh, you know, I, I had... Uh, contacted Gauze and then and I kind of apologized. Sorry about getting this out. I just, just don't feel it. And he was uh, very understanding. You know, dude, he says, you'll get it. You'll get it done when you get it done. And, um, you know, I was grateful for that uh, because he could just said, you know, dude, like I got work to do around here. Uh, you going to put this out or not. So he did it. He, he totally understood, understood it. And, um, you know, he's one of these guys that, uh, and, and have, um, Never met the guy um, personally. We, we spoke on the phone. He lives in Texas. I'm in California. Uh, we've um, we, we've been friends on uh, uh, Facebook for a while, 
and I've spoken to them on the phone, but uh, never met him in, in real life. I, I plan to someday because um, you know he's, he's his artwork is is incredible, and you get a chance uh, uh, skull punch graphics um, on Facebook. Uh, you can check out his his artwork. He has one that he just did of uh, of um, the dragon from Dragon Slayer, the Vermithax pejorative. Um, awesome because it's it is one of my favorite uh, dragon movies or you know, um, sword and sandals movies, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it, the, the, the uh, uh, magic or whatever, um, wizards and, 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 and warriors and stuff. It's, it's, it's one of the better ones done, and it was done in the 80s. Uh, maybe it was 1980. I don't remember actually when it was. It came out in 82 or something. Or but it's still that the uh, CGI still holds up. One of the best dragons ever. And Gaz just did a, um, um, a drawing of that, of that dragon, and it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's available for sale. So I want you guys to check it out if you can. All right, so that's it for me. Uh, 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 Hank, are we just about done here? All right, you heard the man, or a goat. Okay, I will see you guys uh, next week. Uh, be cool. Again, talk to your friends. Find them. Tell them you love them. See you guys.